The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. We're well into a full month of prayers for the faithful departed. Good morning, I'm Paul Sadek. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Thursday, November 3rd, 2022, Thursday of the 31st week in Ordinary Time. In the Missal, it's liturgical year C, cycle 2. Thursday is a day to pray the luminous mysteries of the Rosary. And today is the optional memorial of St. Martin de Porras. Born in 1579, the son of a freedwoman of Panama, probably black but also possibly of indigenous stock, and a Spanish grandee, that is a nobleman of Lima, Peru. His parents never married each other. Martin inherited the features and dark complexion of his mother and that bothered his father who finally acknowledged his son after eight years. After the birth of a sister, the father abandoned the family. Martin was reared in poverty, locked into a low level of Lima society. When he was 12, his mother apprenticed him to a barber surgeon, and after a few years in the medical apostolate, Martin applied to the Dominicans to be a lay helper. After nine years, the community asked him to make full religious profession. Many of his nights were spent in prayer, his days filled with nursing the sick and caring for the poor. He became the procurator for both priory and city. When his priory was in debt, he said, I am only a poor mulatto. Sell me. I am the property of the order. Sell me. Martin's life reflected God's extraordinary gifts. Ecstasies, light filling the room where he prayed, bilocation, miraculous knowledge, instantaneous cures, and a remarkable rapport with animals. He was a good friend of another Dominican saint of Peru, St. Rose of Lima. St. Martin de Porras died in 1639. St. Martin de Porras, pray for us. Let's offer this day to the Lord. Into thy hands, O God, we commend ourselves this day and all those who are dear to us. Let the gift of thy wonderful presence be with us even to the end of the day. Grant that we never lose sight of thee all the day long, but rather praise and beseech thee that our thanks may come to thee again at its close. Amen. And along with Pope Francis, we pray for children who are suffering, especially those who are homeless, orphans, and victims of war. May they be guaranteed access to education and the opportunity to exercise and experience family affection. Ten Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the gospel of the day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's Ten Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, and that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins, for the grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. In today's Gospel, the Pharisees and scribes complain about Jesus, as they habitually do. And our Lord takes what's meant to be an insult, what's meant to be a condemnation, 
and turns it into a kind of mission statement. The tax collectors and sinners were also drawing near to listen to Jesus. But the Pharisees and scribes began to complain, saying, This man welcomes sinners and eats with them. So Jesus addressed this parable to them. What man among you having a hundred sheep and losing one of them would not leave the ninety-nine in the desert and go after the lost one until he finds it? And when he does find it, he sets it on his shoulders with great joy. And upon his arrival home, he calls together his friends and neighbors and says to them, Rejoice with me because I have found my lost sheep. I tell you, in just the same way, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents and over 99 righteous people who have no need of repentance. So the Pharisees and scribes basically say, hey, Jesus is welcoming sinners. That's not good. He should know that they're sinners and separate himself from them. And Jesus says, not only do I welcome sinners, but I go looking for them. This is what I've come to do. In another passage, when he meets Zacchaeus and spends time with Zacchaeus in his house, and the same complaint is lodged against him that he went into the house of a man who's a sinner, Jesus says, the Son of Man came to seek and to save what was lost. Jesus, thank you for loving us in this way. You don't just love us in our virtue. You don't just love us in our correctness. But because we start out as sinners, then we always have this battle with sin. We always have some trace of sinfulness in us throughout this life. We constantly need this dimension of your love, your mercy, and your desire to convert us. You're seeking us out in our sinfulness, in our being lost. What a beautiful thing, those images of Jesus as good shepherd with that lost sheep around his neck, holding those legs tight to his chest so he can securely, firmly carry that sheep back to the flock. This is us, Jesus. We're lost in our sinfulness. We're ugly in our rebellion against you. And yet you love us in our waywardness, and you love us in our imperfection. There's a realty company here in the United States, and their slogan is, We Buy Ugly Houses. And a number of years back, they had billboards all over the place. And so the idea was, don't worry. Don't worry about how dilapidated or unappealing your house seems to be. We want it, right? We'll, <laughs> we'll buy it. We buy ugly houses. Don't fear coming to us. We'll give you a deal. And this is our Lord, right? He buys ugly souls. He's after wayward souls. We don't have to be perfect to start dealing with him. We don't even have to be good to start dealing with him. To start dealing with our Lord and Savior, all we have to do is admit that we're not good, admit that we're not perfect, admit that we need his mercy. And sometimes that's a little bit of a mistake that we make, Jesus, in our relationship with you. We kind of think, well, if I want to really get serious about my prayer life, if I really want to get serious about my faith, if I want to take steps forward in the path to holiness, well, first, I need to get my act together. I need to 
stop sinning in this way or to build this certain habit or to overcome this personality defect or this vice. And that's simply not the way it works. The sick are in need of a doctor. And Jesus has come to call not the righteous, but sinners. And so we can't kind of think, well, yeah, I'll deal with our Lord and I'll have a relationship with Jesus. But first, let me fix myself in some way. That's precisely the point. Right? We can't fix ourselves. He is our Savior. Unless we let him find us as lost sheep and he's coming to look for us, well, we'll remain lost. And unless we let him heal us, well, we'll remain sick. He is the answer. Jesus, this gives us such a great confidence in you that not only do you welcome sinners, but you're looking for them. You pursue them. You come after us in our sinfulness. St. Faustina writes in her diary of divine mercy, All grace flows from mercy, and the last hour abounds with mercy for us. Let no one doubt concerning the goodness of God. Even if a person's sins were as dark as night, God's mercy is stronger than our misery. One thing alone is necessary, that the sinner set ajar the door of his heart, be it ever so little, to let in a ray of God's merciful grace, and then God will do the rest. What a consoling thought, and Jesus pursues us, especially in the last moment. We could say he loves last-minute victories. He loves last quarter, last-minute comebacks. It's like a team that's way behind in the last two minutes of a basketball game or a football game, and then all of a sudden they pull it out in the end. This is what our Lord wants to do for souls. The last hour, the last hour of our life, when we're still lost, it abounds with mercy for us. I came to seek it to save what was lost. Jesus, thank you. And help me never to despair. Never to despair of heaven. Never to despair of your forgiveness. Never to despair of your help. Whether my trial is my sinfulness, overcoming some habit of sin, or whether my trial is dealing with some fall that was unexpected and I thought I had gotten over, or whether it's something more passive and uh, less obviously sinful, some cross or difficulty that you put into my life. Help me never to despair of your help, never to despair of your mercy. As today's Gospel Antiphon says, Come to me, all you who labor and are burdened, and I will give you rest, says the Lord. It's a promise of our Lord. If we go to him confidently, if we go to him persistently, he will help us. He will give us rest. He will pull us through any trial. And so he comes after us, like the shepherd going after the lost sheep, like the woman looking for the lost coin, which is another image that he gives in today's gospel. And we too, when we recognize who he is for us, we're constantly looking for him. And two people looking for each other can't help to meet each other. We look for Jesus. We look for you, Lord, in our sinfulness, in our trials. And you look for us in the same situations. 
So how can we fail to meet our Lord? I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations which you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask your help to put them into effect, my Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord. My guardian angel, intercede for me. More of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. It's 15 past the hour on Daybreak. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app for Thursday, November 3rd, 2022. I'm Paul Sadek. We begin this liturgical day joining with the whole church led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips, and And my my mouth mouth will proclaim your praise. Come, let us worship the Lord, the Lord is our God. Come, let us worship the Lord, the Lord is our God. O God, be gracious and bless us, and let your face shed its light upon us, so will your ways be known upon earth, and all nations learn your saving help. Come, let us worship the Lord, the Lord is our God. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. Come, let us worship the Lord, the Lord is our God. Let the nations be glad and exult, for you rule the world with justice. With fairness you rule the peoples, you guide the nations on earth. Come, let us worship the Lord, the Lord is our God. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. Come, let us worship the Lord, the Lord is our God. The earth has yielded its fruit, for God our God has blessed us. May God still give us his blessing till the ends of the earth revere him. Come, let us worship the Lord, the Lord is our God. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. Amen. Come, let us worship the Lord, the Lord is our God.
Look on us, Lord, and see how we are despised. Look Look on us, Lord, and and see see how we are despised. And yet you, Lord, have rejected and spurned and are angry with the one you have anointed. You have broken your covenant with your servant and dishonored his crown in the dust. You have broken down all his walls and reduced his fortresses to ruins. He is despoiled by all who pass by. He has become the taunt of his neighbors. You have exalted the right hand of his foes. You have made all his enemies rejoice. You have made his sword give way. You have not upheld him in battle. You have brought his glory to an end. You have hurled his throne to the ground. You have cut short the years of his youth. You have heaped disgrace upon him. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is is now, now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. Look Look on us, Lord, and and see how we are despised. I am the root and stock of David. I am the morning star. I am the root and stock of David. I am the morning star. How long, O Lord, will you hide yourself forever? How long will your anger burn like a fire? Remember, Lord, the shortness of my life and how frail you have made the sons of men. What man can live and never see death? Who can save himself from the grasp of the grave? Where are your mercies of the past, O Lord, which you have sworn in your faithfulness to David? Remember, Lord, how your servant is taunted, how I have to bear all the insults of the peoples. Thus your enemies taunt me, O Lord, mocking your anointed at every step. Blessed be the Lord forever. Amen. Amen. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is is now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Lord, God of mercy and fidelity, you made a new and lasting pact with men and sealed it in the blood of your Son. Forgive the folly of our disloyalty and make us keep your commandments so that in your new covenant we may be witness and heralds of your faithfulness and love on earth and sharers of your glory in heaven. I am the root and stock of David. I am the morning star. Our years wither away like grass, but you, Lord God, are eternal. Our years wither away like grass, but you, Lord God, are eternal. O Lord, you have been our refuge from one generation to the next. Before the mountains were born, or the earth or the world brought forth, you are God, without beginning or end. You turn men back into dust and say, Go back, sons of men. To your eyes a thousand years are like yesterday, come and gone, no more than a watch in the night. You sweep men away like a dream, like grass which springs up in the morning. In the morning it springs up and flowers, by evening it withers and fades. 
So we are destroyed in your anger, struck with terror in your fury. Our guilt lies open before you, our secrets in the light of your face. All our days pass away in your anger. Our life is over like a sigh. Our span is seventy years or eighty for those who are strong. And most of these are emptiness and pain. They pass swiftly and we are gone. Who understands the power of your anger and fears the strength of your fury? Make us know the shortness of our life, that we may gain wisdom of heart. Lord, relent. Is your anger forever? Show pity to your servants. In the morning, fill us with your love. We shall exult and rejoice all our days. Give us joy to balance our affliction for the years when we knew misfortune. Show forth your work to your servants. Let your glory shine on their children. Let the favor of the Lord be upon us. Give success to the work of our hands. Give success to the work of our hands. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is is now, now, and and will will be be forever. forever. Amen. Let us pray. Eternal Father, you give us life despite our guilt and even add days and years to our lives in order to bring us wisdom. Make us love and obey you so that the works of our hands may always display what your hands have done until the day we gaze upon the beauty of your face. Our Our years wither away like grass, but but you, Lord God, are are eternal. eternal. In you is the source of life. In your light we see light itself. From the first book of Maccabees, Judah said to his brothers, Now that our enemies have been crushed, let us go up to purify the sanctuary and rededicate it. So the whole army assembled and went up to Mount Zion. They found the sanctuary desolate, the altar desecrated, the gates burnt, weeds growing in the courts as in a forest or in some mountain, and the priest chambers demolished. Then they tore their clothes and made great lamentation. They sprinkled their heads with ashes and fell with their faces to the ground. When the signal was given with trumpets, they cried out to heaven. Judas appointed men to attack those in the citadel while he purified the sanctuary. He chose blameless priests devoted to the law. These purified the sanctuary and carried away the stones of the abomination to an unclean place. They deliberated what ought to be done with the altar of holocausts that had been desecrated. The happy thought came to them to tear it down, lest it be a lasting shame to them that the Gentiles had defiled it. So they tore down the altar. They stored the stones in a suitable place upon the temple hill until a prophet should come and decide what to do with them. Then they took uncut stones, according to the law, and built a new altar like the former one. They also repaired the sanctuary and the interior of the temple and purified the courts. They made new sacred vessels and brought the lampstand, the altar of incense, and the table 
into the temple. Then they burned incense on the altar and lighted the lamps on the lampstand, and these illuminated the temple. They also put loaves on the temple and hung up the curtains. Thus they finished all the work they had undertaken. Early in the morning on the twenty-fifth day of the ninth month, that is the month of Chislev, in the year of 148, they arose and offered sacrifice according to the law on the new altar of holocausts that they had made. On the anniversary of the day on which the Gentiles had defiled it, on that very day it was reconsecrated with songs, harps, flutes, and cymbals. All the people prostrated themselves and adored and praised heaven who had given them success. For eight days they celebrated the dedication of the altar and joyfully offered holocausts and sacrifices of deliverance and praise. They ornamented the facade of the temple with gold crowns and shields. They repaired the gates and the priests' chambers and furnished them with doors. There was great joy among the people now that the disgrace of the Gentiles was removed. Then Judas and his brothers and the entire congregation of Israel decreed that the days of the dedication of the altar should be observed with joy and gladness on the anniversary every year for eight days from the 25th day of the month of Chislev. The Word of the Lord. They decorated the facade of the temple with golden crowns. They dedicated the altar to the Lord. And, and there, there was, was great joy among, among the people. people. They blessed the Lord with hymns and thanksgiving. And, and there, there was great joy among the people. A reading from a catechetical instruction by St. Cyril of Jerusalem, Bishop. In learning and professing the faith, you must accept and retain only the Church's present tradition, confirmed as it is by the Scriptures. Although not everyone is able to read the Scriptures, some because they have never learned to read, others because their daily activities keep them from such study, still so that their souls may not be lost through ignorance, we have gathered together the whole of the faith in a few concise articles. Now I order you to retain this creed for your nourishment throughout life, and never to accept any alternative, not even if I myself were to change and say something contrary to what I am now teaching, not even if some angel of contradiction changed into an angel of light tried to lead you astray. For even if we, or an angel from heaven, should preach to you a gospel contrary to that which you have now received, let him be accursed in your sight." So for the present, be content to listen to the simple words of the Creed and memorize them. At some suitable time, you can find the proof of each article in the Scriptures. This summary of the faith was not composed at man's whim. The most important sections were chosen from the whole of Scripture to constitute and complete a comprehensive statement of the faith. Just as the mustard seed contains in a small grain many branches— so this brief statement of the faith keeps in its heart, as it were, all the religious truth to be found in the Old and New Testament alike. That is why, my brothers, you must consider and preserve the traditions you are now receiving. Inscribe them across your heart. Observe them scrupulously, so that no enemy may rob any of you in an idle and heedless moment. Let no heretic deprive of you what has been given to you. Faith is rather like depositing in a bank the money entrusted to you, 
and God will surely demand an account of what you have deposited. In the words of the Apostle, I charge you before the God who gives life to all things, and before Christ who bore witness under Pontius Pilate in a splendid declaration, to keep unblemished this faith you have received until the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. You have now been given life's great treasure. When he comes, the Lord will ask for what he has entrusted to you. At the appointed time, he will reveal himself, for he is the blessed and sole ruler, King of kings, Lord of lords. He alone is immortal, dwelling in unapproachable light. No man has seen or ever can see him. To him be glory, honor, and power forever and ever. Amen. The just man will live by faith, but if he draws back, I will take no pleasure in him. We We are are not people who draw back and are lost. We We live by faith that that we might be saved. The unbeliever has no integrity. We We are are not people who draw back and are lost. We live by faith that we might be saved. Let us pray. Almighty and merciful God, by whose gifts your faithful offer you right and praiseworthy service, grant, we pray, that we may hasten without stumbling to receive the things you have promised. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. 23 minutes before the hour, we'll check out today's gospel in just a few minutes. In Conversation with God and Morning Prayer are also coming up on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app for Thursday of the 31st week in Ordinary Time. I'm Paul Sadek. In today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, we hear about how badly God wants us to come back home. It's from the 15th chapter of the Gospel of Luke. Now the tax collectors and sinners were all drawing near to hear him. And the Pharisees and the scribes murmured. This man receives sinners and eats with them. So he told them this parable. What man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he has lost one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the wilderness and go after the one which is lost until he finds it? And when he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders rejoicing. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and his neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep which was lost." Just so, I tell you, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over ninety-nine righteous persons who need no repentance. Or what woman, having ten silver coins, if she loses one coin, does not light a lamp and sweep the house and seek diligently until she finds it? And when she has found it, she calls together her friends and neighbors, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the coin which I had lost. Just so, I tell you, there is joy before the angels of God over one sinner who repents. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible courtesy of Falcon Picture Group daily and Sunday Mass readings are on the relevant radio app. Well, imagine hunting for your child, 
who has gone missing. Well, that's Jesus looking for each one of us individually. Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 5, Ordinary Time. Jesus Christ comes in search of us. He took upon himself the evil of the world, and yet he seeks us out. He knows better than anyone the foul nature of sin. Nevertheless, he is not angry. The just one presents to us the moving image of divine mercy. To the Samaritan woman, the one who had six husbands, he says simply, Give me to drink. Christ knows what the soul can become. It can be a reflection of God himself. What possibilities there are. God wants only good things for the soul. Jesus draws near to the sinner with real respect. His words are always an expression of love for the individual. Let us meditate on the words he spoke to the woman caught in adultery. Go and do not sin again. Then we have the case of the paralytic who was brought to the Lord by his friends. Jesus tells him, Take heart, my son, your sins are forgiven. In his dying hour, Jesus assures the good thief, Truly I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. These are words of pardon, of joy, of consolation. With what great love Christ awaits us in each confession. If only we could realize how much he wants us to return to him. The good shepherd has such a burning desire to reclaim his lost sheep that he goes out to find it himself. As soon as he finds his lost sheep, he showers it with affection. He carries it home upon his shoulders. Having returned safely to the flock, the lost sheep brings a great peace to the fold, even to the watchdog. The divine attentions lavished upon the repentant sinner are truly overwhelming. God's pardon does not consist only in forgiveness and is the blotting out and forgetting of our sins. This would certainly be a great deal. But along with the remission of our sins, God infuses new life into the soul. He strengthens it and fortifies it. That which was dead is converted into being itself a source of life. Barren ground is made to bear abundant fruit. In today's Gospel reading, the Lord teaches us about the immense value of a single soul. He is ready to do anything for the sake of one conversion. How happy He is at the sight of a renewed friendship. We should share the Lord's concern that no one stray from His flock. If anyone has wandered away from the Lord's fold, we must pray that he or she will return as soon as possible. In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers. You'll find it at your local Catholic bookstore. Fifteen minutes before the hour, we pray with the whole church as we're led by our friends at divineoffice.org in morning prayer. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia.
Glorious things are said of you, O city of God. Glorious things are said of you, O city of God. On the holy mountain is his city, cherished by the Lord. The Lord prefers the gates of Zion to all Jacob's dwellings. Of you are told glorious things, O city of God. Babylon and Egypt I will count among those who know me. Philistia, Tyre, Ethiopia, these will be her children, and Zion shall be called Mother, for all shall be her children. It is he, the Lord Most High, who gives each his place. In the register of peoples he writes, These are her children. And while they dance, they will sing, and you all find their home. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was was in in the beginning, beginning, is is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Lord God, your only Son wept over ancient Jerusalem, soon to be destroyed for its lack of faith. He established the new Jerusalem firmly upon rock and made it the mother of the faithful. Make us rejoice in your church and grant that all people may be reborn into the freedom of your spirit. Glorious things are said of you, O city of God. The Lord, the mighty conqueror, will come. He will bring with him the prize of victory. The Lord, the the mighty conqueror, will come. He will bring with him the prize of victory. Here comes with power the Lord God, who rules by his strong arm. Here is his reward with him, his recompense before him. Like a shepherd he feeds his flock. In his arms he gathers the lambs carrying them in his bosom and leading the ewes with care. Who has cupped in his hand the waters of the sea and marked off the heavens with a span? Who has held in a measure the dust of the earth, weighed the mountains in scales and the hills in a balance? Who has directed the Spirit of the Lord or has instructed him as his counselor? Whom did he consult to gain knowledge? Who taught him the path of judgment or showed him the way of understanding? Behold, the nations count as a drop of the bucket as rust on the scales. The coastlands weigh no more than powder. Lebanon would not suffice for fuel, nor its animals be enough for holocausts. Before him, all the nations are as naught, as nothing, and void he accounts them. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the the beginning, beginning, is is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. The Lord, the mighty conqueror, will come. He will bring with him the prize of victory. Give praise to the Lord our God. Bow down before his holy mountain. Glory 
Give praise to the Lord our God. Bow down to his holy mountain. The Lord is king. The peoples tremble. He is throned on the cherubim. The earth quakes. The Lord is great in Zion. He is supreme over all the peoples. Let them praise his name, so terrible and great. He is holy, full of power. You are a king who loves what is right. You have established equity, justice, and right. You have established them in Jacob. Exalt the Lord our God. Bow down before Zion his footstool. He the Lord is holy. Among the priests were Aaron and Moses. Among those who invoked his name was Samuel. They invoked the Lord and he answered. To them he spoke in the pillar of cloud. They did his will. They kept the law which he, the Lord, had given. O Lord, our God, you answered them. For them you were a God who forgives, yet you punished all their offenses. Exalt the Lord, our God. Bow down before his holy mountain, for the Lord, our God, is holy. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Let us pray. God, you are the source of all holiness. Though no one can see you and live, you give life most generously, and in an even greater way, restore it. Sanctify your priests through your life-giving word, and consecrate your people in his blood, until our eyes see your face. Give Give praise to the Lord our God. Bow down before his holy mountain. A reading from 1 Peter. As generous distributors of God's manifold grace, put your gifts at the service of one another, each in the measure he has received. The one who speaks is to deliver God's message. The one who serves is to do it with the strength provided by God. Thus, in all of you, God is to be glorified through Jesus Christ. The Word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to God. God. From the depths of my heart I cry to you, hear me, O Lord. From From the the depths depths of my heart heart I cry cry to you, you. hear Hear me, me, O Lord. Lord. I will do what you desire. Hear me, O Lord. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. From From the the depths depths of my heart I cry to you. Hear me, O Lord. Let us serve the Lord in holiness, and he will save us from our enemies. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets he promised of old 
that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Let us serve the Lord in holiness, and he will save us from our enemies. Let us joyfully cry out in thanks to God the Father, whose love guides and nourishes his people. May you be glorified, Lord, for all ages. May May you be glorified, Lord, for all ages. Most merciful Father, we praise you for your love. For you wondrously created us, and even more wondrously restored us to grace. May you be glorified, Lord, for all ages. At the beginning of this day, Fill our hearts with zeal for serving you. So that our thoughts and actions may redound to your glory. May May you be glorified, Lord, for all ages. Purify our hearts of every evil desire. Make us intent on doing your will. May May you be glorified, Lord, for all ages. Open our hearts to the needs of all men. Fill us with brotherly love. May you be glorified, Lord, for all ages. Gathering our prayers and praises into one, let us offer the prayer Christ himself taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as As we we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. All-powerful and ever-living God, shine with the light of your radiance on a people who live in the shadow of death. Let the dawn from on high break upon us, your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit. God, forever and ever. Amen. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Amen. John and Glenn are standing by with Morning Air in just a few minutes. I'm Paul Sadek. I'll see you tomorrow morning, 4 a.m. Central, or on the relevant radio app. 
You go out and make this a great day and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. Ten Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio. Relevant Radio.